Well, many of you have heard of the movie Menasha. I saw it yesterday. Uh, it's described as the following. Deep in the heart of New York's notoriously secretive Hasidic Jewish community, Menasha, a good-hearted but somewhat hapless grocery store clerk, struggles against tradition to keep custody of his only son after his wife passes away. It was released just uh, uh, just recently on the 28th of July. It's directed by Joshua Weinstein. And it's produced by a team of producers, including our good friend Daniel Finkelman, who despite his uh, recent Hollywood success, is still willing to speak to us. How do you like that? Danny Finkelman, welcome back to... J- <laughs> well, I, knew, I knew you'd appreciate that. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's great to be back. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Well, I saw it yesterday, and I see what everybody's talking about, and I understand why it's... Uh, really been playing to some wonderful reviews. I'm sure you guys are thrilled with the way people have reacted to it so far, right? Oh, absolutely. We're overwhelmed completely. Who wrote the screenplay? Whose idea was this story? Well, the story is actually Menashe's real life story. So Menashe Lustig, who I met through his brother-in-law, Leif Schmelzer. Yeah. He grew Grew up in New Square, where he still resides, and he, his wife passed away. His son was taken away from him and raised by his in-laws. So almost every detail in that story is true. It's almost like a documentary, but played by actors, and he's basically playing himself so you with fi- his name. So you filmed it in Brooklyn. Uh, it's his story from New Square. That aspect of it, the majority of it, obviously, is, is, is the true part. Is is true? I mean, I, I, I'm somewhat stunned. I didn't realize that it's a takeoff on an actual uh, on an actual story that happened in a Hasidic community. Um, how do you know that he could act? How do you know that Menasha could 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 take the lead role in something like this? So those who know and heard of Menasha Lustig, he's been coming out with these. Um, I don't even know how to describe them. These parody videos on YouTube that he did on his own. So he definitely has some experience, you know, with um, entertainment. I know in New Square, he was one of the lead actors in their annual Holomoid plays and whatnot. And, um, you know, Josh Weinstein, I have to give him full credit, completely believed in Menashe. As soon as he saw him, and he actually met him on a set of a music video of Dumb with Lipa and Menashe together. Right. And Josh was there. We were searching for lead character for this Hasidic movie. We had no idea what the story would be yet. And as soon as he saw him, he said, I like this guy a lot. And he was right. And, you know, one thing led to the other. And when we heard the story, we decided to actually make a film about it. Danny Finkelman's with us, one of the producers of Menasha. By the way, before I, before I get carried away, because i got a million questions to ask you, people want to know till when they can see the movie. you have any idea when it's going to be available until? Absolutely. The film is going to be available for the next, I would say, two to three months, and it's coming to more and more theaters. Right now it's at the uh, Angelica in Houston Street, Lincoln Center, BAM uh, in L.A., and Jersey, and I believe two gardens starting this weekend. And then it's coming to more cities, Miami, Chicago, Baltimore, the works. I I saw it in Angelica, so it could stay there for how many weeks? It could stay there for quite a while? Yep, it's probably going to stay there for quite a while. Wow. And allow me just to drop in that this Thursday, after the 8th 
10 p.m. show. Yeah. There's going to be a Q&A with Menasha and his brother-in-law, Lipa Schmelzer, talking about the connection of Hasidus and movies. That's in Angelica? You there, Daniel? Yes, I'm sorry. That's in Angelica? Where is it? Yeah, at the Angelica on, uh, in Houston Street. Right. On Houston Street. Right. So this Thursday, after the 8, 10 p.m. show, a Q&A with Menasha and Lipa Schmelzer. Three blocks away from Mocha Burger if somebody wants to have dinner as well. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Finkelman is with us, one of the producers of Menasha. The cast, I'm curious, and I don't know how much you're willing to tell us, and I certainly don't want to make this into a spoiler alert. I don't want people to tune out because they think we're going to give away too much. But the cast, sh- should I assume the majority of the Yiddish speakers are not familiar generally with the Hasidic community, or that's not the case? No, sorry, not familiar with what? With, I with, the what? with the Hasidic community. To me, it looked... To me, it looked like actors who happened to know Yiddish or learned it, not people like Menasha who are from within the community. The only one like that was Ruben Naborski, the kid who plays Menasha's son, who was amazing, great. Josh Weinstein found him. He's one of the few Yiddishist families around the world. They're, if I can describe them are, uh, correctly, they're completely secular, non from yet, and they reside in Israel. The father is a professor, John Hopkins, actually, and they come quite often here to Baltimore. And yet they chose to raise their kids talking to them Yiddish only. Huh. And, yeah, and when we found that that kid actually has talent, he was just the natural um, for this role, because unfortunately, as much as we tried and we went around to audition different kids in Borough Park and Muncie, no one, not one parent wanted to take that risk that their uh, Hasidic son would be in the movie. Wow, oh. interesting. Yeah. How do you convince the one who played the Rebbe to do it? How do you con- if, if, if that's the fact that most of these people are from the Hasidic community, how do you convince any of them to be in a quote-unquote movie, you know? <laughs> Right. Yeah, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, and we had actors actually coming in and then regretting and then giving us conditions. You know, we had to uh, make sure that a number of obligations are met with the film. Actually, the one that plays the Rebbe, he's great. He's actually uh, a cab driver. Oh, my and- gosh. The one who played the Rebbe really acted like a Hasidish Rebbe. Right. <laughs> I'm not kidding. As Vanessa describes it, he, this Rebbe waited 70 years to play this role, and he <laughs> made his life. I love it. Unbelievable. Um, uh, there are a couple of names familiar to me. Is, is Yoel Folkowitz the Yoeli Folkowitz that we know from the world of Jewish music? Oh, uh, no. Oh, it's a different, it's a different Yoeli Folkowitz. I was so excited when I saw the cast and I saw <laughs> a, a familiar name. Daniel Finkelman's with us. Menasha is the name of the movie. Um it, you mentioned New Square. It's no secret that not everybody in New Square is happy when stuff like this is made public, even if it's not, you know, I'm not talking about major scandals. I'm talking just about, you know, private life and how things work there. Was there a lot of opposition from the Hasidic community, especially from there? For instance, is Menasha, you know, able to survive there in his community with the release of this movie? So uh, it's a challenging question because, you know, he's still there. 
and I don't want to cause them more problems than you're already going through. Right. Uh, I will tell you, it's no secret that, um, you know, some of the uh, Hasidic communities oppose anything that has to do with uh, advanced technology. And But you can't fight it any longer. I mean, as it is, every tree almost very soon is going to be Wi-Fi. Right. And if we don't have proper representation, especially in the entertainment industry, giving our views and our take on Hasidic lifestyle, people are just going to find it elsewhere, right. find their passion elsewhere. And I truly believe in it. And by the way, the reason why, and I, this is another very interesting point that I'd like to make. According to Angelica, according to A24, our distributors, this is a record-breaking uh, definitely a record in the making here because never ever there's been so many Froom Jews, and I mean Yeshivish from Lakewood and Hasidim from Barapak, who actually are attending movie theater. Right. And we've had Mincha Minyanim following the screenings right there in the hallway. It's and a, yeah. It's a different world. It's a more open world, and people are ready to explore it. Right, and and think about this movie in particular, and that's why we feel confident with the Hasidic communities, and even with New Square. It's not throwing trash at right. New Square or the Hasidic community. It's showing the positive traits of it. He's not leaving the fold, and he's not portraying the Hasidim as money laundering or other uh, kind of people. Right. He's just a human being trying to you know, survive his um, daily routine. Yeah, but the average American, I would have to think, and again, we don't want to reveal too much here, but the average American, I would have to think, would feel that Menashe was dealt with unfairly by his community, right? You'd have, you'd have to think, you know, objectively, any American sitting in the theater is going to think that 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 the community is mistreating him. Would you agree with that? I agree with it. But, and, and looking at Menashe, what would another person do? He would... You know, as they say, go off the derech, leave the fold, shave his beard. But no, Menashe stays in the community. Right. By the way, I made, I made that point over dinner last night. I made that point after the movie that you certainly could have gone in that direction, but you did not, which I thought was great. And that's, for me, the inspiration of the movie. Right. Despite being, being treated unfairly. And, yeah, some of them and people in that situation are treated unfairly, unfortunately, right. in these communities. He still, he has such a strong faith, and faith, you know, he doesn't need anyone. Yeah. He saves and yeah. does his thing. It reminded me of what well, some people say about democracy. You know, it's the worst system, but it's the best one we got, you know, that type of thing. And, and in, this, right. in this case, it was a terrible circumstance, but dealt with in, the, in what they felt was the best way to deal with it. Um, by the way, I noticed the soundtrack. You had a Hupka sock in there. <laughs> you had you had Yitzchak Fuchs's Borough Park. Am I right that it was Fuchs's Borough Park in there? That's right. <laughs> and there was and a Barry Weber, Tate Helfen showing. Right. That's and, there is... and of course, Busha were uh, a lead on the trailer. Correct. Yeah, very interesting. You got a lot of good material in there. A lot of people upset about the ending or not? Um, I'm not sure what you mean. You're talking about the Mikva scene? I would say, yeah, and again, we don't want to reveal too much, but I would say right. that, that this very much went the artsy, cinematic, indie way of not really finishing the movie. That you really expected us in our minds to finish the movie. I want to know if people were upset that that's how it ended. Well, people actually loved it. I mean, this is the point where people actually feel that punch in their gut by that ending. And, right. and I'm not revealing anything, but I'll just right. say 
the beginning and the ending are the same. Right. And they tell the story. You're on the street in Brooklyn. You see so many people walking beside you. Who knows what story does a specific person have walking right in front of you? That Hasidic guy there. And you saw in the beginning without the hat, and then you see him differently. Right. You know, um, he, he's purified. He's better. And we had a peek into a few days in his life. Very interesting. Uh, were people upset in Borough Park as you were filming? Did that disrupt a lot Absolutely of life? Absolutely not. No? You know, we, we actually, it's funny because Josh Weinstein at first was very uh, concerned about opposition during the filming, and I suggested he... He makes us, he should make a sign, and we had that for the first few days until we see it, it's okay. And on that sign, we just wrote in big letters, Kiddush Hashem. So if wow. anyone asks, I told them, just put the sign up and tell them it's a Kiddush Hashem, and then they'll, uh, they'll be okay with it. And it is. It's a Kiddush Hashem. I'm curious what months of the year it was filmed in Borough Park. I was trying to get a perspective on uh, whether it was winter or summer. We actually filmed it. Um, not back to back over the course of two years. Wow. So you know, a little bit here, there, spring, wow. summer, a little bit of the winter. Movies yeah. are movies are big projects, huh? Oh yeah. What was the total yeah. budget on this movie? That I cannot reveal, unfortunately. But is it on the high end, or we'd be shocked at how low it was. I mean, you know, it it is an indie after all. Right. So you know, it's a different budget for an indie than a regular uh, periodic film in Hollywood. Yeah, I got that. Uh, you have a lot of executive producers and co-producers on this project. How many of them were completely stunned uh, when our community was revealed to them? The, the one executive producer who came on board together with his daughter, I was shocked that he actually came in on board. Uh, you know, I would say he's one of the only Gentiles on this project. And yet he loved it so much and still is really Shepi Nachas. His name is Chris Columbus. He is the director of Home Alone 1, 2, Mrs. Doubtfire, Harry Potter 1 and 2. A big, big name in Hollywood. Oh, so Eleanor is his daughter? Eleanor is his daughter, right. Who herself is an actress on Harry right. Potter and all the Harry Potter movies. Correct. And the fact that he just came in randomly and picked this, our little indie, to be his movie... You know, he takes the movie every every couple of years. Was quite, you know, um, overwhelming, and um, he loves it. We're uh, we're in touch, and uh, he keeps on bragging about this movie everywhere. What was the premiere screening like? Big celebration. The the actual premiere was at the uh, Sundance Film Festival, and that's actually when, you know, Menashe, who never watched a movie, obviously. Growing up in New Square, he never went to a movie theater in his life. That's when he watched a movie for the first time on the big screen, his own movie. And I remember sitting next to him, and he was in tears. You know, imagine that experience, your first movie, and you're seeing yourself on screen. He never saw the edited version. He just saw himself, you know, he remembers being shot here, shot here over the course of two years, and now he sees the entire result right there in front of him. So that was quite uh, an experience. Wow, unbelievable. How's he doing in real life, by the way? Is life continuing for him? Um, I'll, just, yeah, I'll just say openly over here um, that he's looking for a shidduch. And uh -huh. if anyone... Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. I, I, was I was curious if he's married or not So at this point. So he is looking for a, a second wife. Yeah, he's looking for a second wife. And if anyone has any ideas, feel free. 
<laughs> and he's got quite a resume now, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, big star. <laughs> Although I don't know, in his community, it might actually it might actually be a detriment. Who knows? <laughs> I'm not sure myself at this point. Uh, very interesting. Well, I, I Daniel, I really appreciate it. Very, very interesting. It's called Menasha, everybody. It's at the Angelica here on Houston Street. It's at a million other places. You could look online, and uh, I think you will find it fascinating. Uh, it certainly led to a lot of discussion once the movie was complete last night. I can tell you that much. Oh, and and yeah, and you, and you, and you said that he himself and Lipa both appear Thursday night, meaning tomorrow night after the eight ten showing on Houston Street. Yeah, and I believe together with Josh Weinstein, well, the director. The director will be there as well. And is Lipa, they've done this already at least once, right? They've done this a Q&A at least once, right? Yeah, yeah, they've done it. And yeah. uh, is Lipa, because we know how critical he can be of his hometown, so to speak, is he, um, Is he? how do I put it, is he level-headed about the entire thing? Oh, he couldn't be happier. He actually came uh, about a week ago together with his wife, which is a national sister. And his kids, the screening at Angelica. Lipa's married to Menashe's sister. You there, Daniel? Yes, I'm here. Lipa's married to Menashe's sister. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Wow. You could have fit. Yeah. You could have fit Lipa into the movie at some point, huh? We actually wanted to, but um, he was busy with his studies in Colombia, and we didn't want to disturb him. So next time, I guess. Wow. You think there'll be a next time? Will there be more movies like this about our community coming out? Oh, absolutely. I can tell you that I'm already working on another project similar to this. I think we kind of opened the entire market here for making films about our culture that would inspire others as well. Wow, very cool. All right, you know what I ask. Uh, you know, next time you have a, a, a scene with Menasha in the car, make sure he's listening to Jam and the Am. That's all I ask. <laughs> okay, absolutely nothing. You got it. Daniel, always a pleasure. Mazal tov to you and the entire team. We really we found it really so intriguing, much. and I'm going to convince my listeners to get out there and at least see it and to react to it. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All the best. Film is called Menasha, everybody. Daniel Finkelman, uh, one of the uh, producers of the um, of the movie. And, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a great discussion starter. That's for sure. Whether you love it, don't love it, whatever the case may be. And there's plenty to love and a lot of stuff to, to ponder. Um, it's a great conversation starter. And the ending will also lead to tremendous conversation. Wednesday morning broadcast. Oh, do we have that Yitzhak Fuchs song, by the way? I don't know, I don't know if I have it in here. <laughs> Let me see if I have it in here. Um, Yitzhak Fuchs. Yeah, I do have it. Yitzhak Fuchs has a song called Borough Park. It made it into the, uh, it made it into the movie. Here it is at JM in the AM.
Thank <laughs> you. 